As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another show of Obscurity Now, where we take a look at a weird and almost forgotten pieces of media that we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm one of the hosts, Steve, and with me is a man who has no one to envy. In fact, he envies you having him to envy. It's... It's you hell, dude. I I was gonna make that joke. Uh <laughs> one of the best lines, if not in that show, possibly of all time. Yeah, it's a great line. Great line. And uh the show that we are talking about is uh The Critic. Uh it's a cartoon from uh 1994, uh starring one John Lovitz. <laughs> wow, wow, jumping right in there. No uh no playful banter. You, you got somewhere to be? <laughs> it it, it was uh, Steve, uh, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I, banter is beneath me now. It's one of the uh, the things uh, that make me so envious. <laughs> well, I mean, I was uh, I mean, I was thinking about like ways of you know fine tuning uh, this fine show uh, in the new year of 2023, and I was just like, should I even bother like explaining the show and who we are because it's all in the the pre recorded intro, but then. You don't get the uh, yeah. the fun little uh, you know uh, intros for yourself. I mean, I don't know. Sure, fun. That's yeah. what they. Are. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't uh, really. No, you know, I just saw like a like a good segue, and I and I just took it. I, you know, Steve, I'm not a fan of missed opportunities, <laughs> as you know, uh, such as when dogs are given real people names. I just it's it's uh, okay. Would you like to uh, explain to the listener slash viewer um, what you're even uh, referencing? Uh, there's a. Uh, I'm watching a dog here. Uh, it's not mine, but his name is Hank. Uh, Named after like, and he smokes two packs well, a day. I was just thinking <laughs> of uh, Hank Hill from uh, King of the Hill. Uh, were you ever a King of the Hill fan? No, I actually kind of really finished. like. I mean, it took me a while to get into it. I think if you stick around, it'll it'll warm you over. But yeah, uh, speaking of. I mean, I'm in my 40s, Steve. I can't be. Hey, I, I feel the same way. I hate when people are like, "Hey, man, did you watch uh, She-Hulk or whatever Disney Plus Marvel bullshit show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I watched the pilot. It was awful." And they're like, "Ah, oh, you got to stick around to the third or fourth episode. Then it gets good." It's like, "Come on, man. I got podcasts to make. I got comic <laughs> books to produce. I, I can't be sitting around <laughs> waiting for some crappy Disney Marvel show to get good. You know what I'm saying?" Uh, yeah, I'm going to start like a, uh, a betting pool on uh, how long it'll take for you to uh, complain about Disney Marvel. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, like at this point, we could easily do a super oh, I've been, cut uh, of it. I've been but, toying uh, with the idea of, uh, you know, doing those like uh, hate videos that, you know, get so many clicks and views because like I'm ready. I'm ready for the rip. I, Steve, you do one every right. Sunday. It's true. Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I guess I should just clip him out and put him on the TikTok who has uh, forsaken us lately. But speaking of animation, because, you know, referencing back to Hang of the Hill, as you hell said, don't, 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 yes, you yes. hell said, 
I'm, I'm like, don't explain your segue. <laughs> we're uh, we're watching the critic, <laughs> which is a great show. Um, what is your history with the critic? Uh, I watched the the critic religiously as a thirteen year old. Me too. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed the critic a lot uh, when I was uh, a teenager, and uh, I remember. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this right. Didn't it used to air on USA? Uh, I don't remember USA. Like according, because it started on a network and then it, it went to started USA on or like ABC. That? Um, according to right the trivia section of the IMDb, uh, it started on ABC, which. I find uh, almost baffling because it's such a smart show. Hey, you know who owns Di- ABC? <laughs> Disney. I know. Disney. That's what I was going to say. So like, see? You love it's it. It's just you amazing watching a show as uh, cynical as The Critic and thinking, wow, this appeared on basically a Disney network. Um, and, I mean, obviously it didn't last long. It was there for a season. And then it got uh, picked up by Fox. And now this was interesting. And um, uh, now did you watch it when it jumped to Fox? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I watched it all the way mm-hmm. through. Although I gotta say, uh, I was looking through some of those season three episodes, and I'm not 100 percent sure. But anyways, yeah, I'm sure I watched it when I jumped. To yeah, Fox. that's what I was. Uh, what's got... up? Sorry, go ahead. Finish yeah, that's story. what I was gonna ask you. Are you even aware that there was a uh, season three of um, of the critic, and that it was on uh, Adam Films? You remember that? It sounds vaguely familiar. I know. I mean, I didn't know how many seasons there mm-hmm. were. You know, I probably just never watched the last season because I thought there were just two. Right. So. Okay. So on regular TV, there was the the two seasons. It ended on Fox, and then it got picked up by Comedy Central, and our favorite uh, canceled uh, TV network, UPN, was talking about. Uh, ah, yeah. open. <laughs> open. <laughs> that's, that's what we called it on the streets. That's what the kids still call it these days. Uh, you know, if you're yeah, down, yeah. if you're down. You, you're watching the up and later? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know it, bro. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they were going to pick it up, but for whatever reason, they passed. And then however many years later, uh, do you even remember the website, Adam Films? Not really, but uh, I, you know, so Kevin Ball in the chat, and hello, Kevin, he said Hachimachi, which I did remember the critics' uh, many catchphrase, but he said that, I, th- I think he must be referring to the last season, and I think you're about to touch on, he was saying, like, yeah, it was done in Flash. Right, think, yeah, it right? was, um, it was, Adam Films was basically, like, this is pre-YouTube, it was a website for people to put, I think, basically their shorts, um, like, short films, more or less, and, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, I don't know, they had, like, a lot of money behind them, and I remember watching shorts on there, and they even had advertising on a regular tv yeah and i just remember one day somehow i found out that the critic was on there and i i watched like a couple episodes and i think i just sort of forgot about it but the one uh i mean aside from the animation style i remember one of the main differences is that like you notice on the regular critic show they only make fun of like you know fake sequels of real movies they never really come right out and say uh oh you know like, yeah. well, on the Adam one, they actually made fun of uh, the real movies, you know, a la, I don't know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 or Rip Tracks or something like that. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I want to go back and try to watch uh, all of those. Um, but uh, is there anything else um, that we should touch on before we uh, jump into uh, The Critic? 
Uh, I do want to touch. Uh, Ke- <laughs> you want to touch, touch Kevin? Kevin touch on Kevin wow. balls. You want to touch <laughs> yeah. Kevin's balls? Yeah, Kevin, this is a very oh uh, personal podcast here. Uh, but Kevin Ball in the get in the chat said uh, that he came to this critique, critic critique. Uh, he said, uh, I believe, uh, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you live in Trinidad, <laughs> right? And he said, uh, I suppose it's low ratings meant that it was cheap enough for us to get it. Uh, we didn't get much uh, things, so for me, it was hugely influential, uh, which I can see Kevin's a, actually like a really mm. funny guy, so I'm not surprised that he enjoyed nice. this show. But yeah, let, let's let's get All into right, it. All right, let's, uh, let's do this thing. Welcome to your feature presentation. All righty. So uh, the critic uh, premiered January 26th, 1994. It ran from 1994 to 2001. So they do actually count that, you know, third season as an actual season. Uh, there were uh, 33 episodes, and uh, the synopsis for the critic, in case you know you're like super young and have no idea what we're talking about, is as follows: <laughs> Jay Sherman is a New York film critic who has to review films he doesn't like for a living. Uh, and then the episode that we're watching is uh, very interestingly titled "The Pilot," uh, and the synopsis for it is as follows. A beautiful actress falls in love with Jay, but he worries that she just wants a good review for her latest film. Um, And, uh, dang it, I was going to start a new segment. completely forgot. I was going to ask you to come up with synopsis for it on your own, but uh, just, you know, off the top of your head. But you just heard it. I don't know. Do you want to take a shot at it? I can't hear you, buddy. Scream louder. Well, you're, you just explained it, Steve. And uh, as you know, I'm a little high. so I <laughs> Can't even operate your on, mute so. button. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Well, you know, I have this mechanical keyboard. I don't want to be clackety clack. Sure, uh, unlike you, Steve, I pay attention to our chat. <laughs> and uh, I was replying to, uh, we have in the chat here, Lauren Morgan, who is saying, hola. Hope you all are doing well tonight. So I was replying okay. to Lauren. Excuse me, Steve, for interacting. No, I... I mean, thank you for uh, shifting the blame back onto me uh, when it was clearly yes. Your I, fault. I, accountability isn't something I do. <laughs> it's not. Hello, Lauren. Welcome, welcome. Okay, so uh, the pilot here of the critic was directed by one uh, Rich Moore. A great name. I mean, it only just screams success. Uh, and he's known for directing episodes of The Simpsons, Futurama, and then he just couldn't stop there. He directed Wreck-It Ralph 1 and 2, so a uh, pretty successful dude. Oh. And uh, the uh, writers um, for this episode are also the creators of The Critic. It's uh, Al Jean, and he is known for the show that we keep talking about because it keeps uh, showing up, uh, Sledgehammer, uh, Alf, one of my favorite shows, <laughs> The oh, Simpsons, indeed. of course, um, and all right, and this is a show we've got to check out at some point. The Adventures of Jesus and His Brother. The Adventures of Jesus and His Brother. Wow. And his uh, yeah, I, I, that's that sounds yeah. up our alley for sure. And his uh, writing partner here, also creator, um, is uh, Mike Reese. Is basically known for the same shows: Alf, Sledgehammer, The Simpsons, and here's another weird one that I'd never heard of before. Queer Duck. Queer Duck. And uh, the production companies include Gracie Films and Columbia Pictures. 
so aside from John Lovitz, who else uh, voiced the critic? Uh, yes, before I get into that, because, uh, again, I pay attention to the chat. Who's <laughs> busy uh, reading? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know. Uh, Kevin Ball, uh, you know, seems to be a, uh, a virtual encyclopedia of, of knowledge about mm -hmm. the critic. Um, he said, uh, I think they changed Margot, Margot's design in season two pretty vastly. Most others get stream got streamlined slash updated, but hers most mm. of all. And that does kind of, now that you mention it, that does sound yeah, there familiar. was a, a but, lot um, of retooling for the second episode. I would say, uh, or second season, Jay wasn't as pathetic as he was in the first season because, you know, they sort of gave him like a girlfriend slash love interest in, um, in mm -hmm. ah, dang, I can't remember her name at the moment, but that lady with the southern accent. And yeah, he was, um, his design was uh, a little bit, I don't know, I feel like he was slimmed down and his hair wasn't as wiry, stuff yeah. like that. That sounds yeah. familiar too. Uh, Kevin also said that he had seen Queer mm -hmm. Duck and that uh, he noticed uh, the humor similarity. Uh, oh, I've yeah, never even heard of that one, but uh, we'll have to 100%. look into it. But uh, yeah, for the cast, uh, speaking of Margot, voiced by Nancy Cartwright, of course, Steve, uh, I'm sure you know her <laughs> this from is... one of your Simpsons. favorites. Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she is the voice of Bart Simpson. Uh, in The Simpsons, doesn't she voice uh, some other characters too on The Simpsons? Um, you know, just... she does like fill in stuff here and there, you know, just sort of side characters. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, moving right along, we've got uh, Christine Cavanaugh as Marty uh, Sherman. Uh, Christine is uh, hasn't worked uh, since 2003, wow. where she did The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. The monster O McDonald Land Walk. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I, uh, I and this is like I don't know if you've ever seen like the Ronald McDonald cartoon where he's got like the crazy like hair. No, I don't think so. I, I guess they were trying to hip hip him up mm. or something. Anyways, it's not. <laughs> Does he say who let the uh, dogs out? And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not voiced by Mitt Romney. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> nice, good callback. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Kevin asked, "Was it Alice? That yep, was a Southern Belle love interest." We got it. We should have okay. had him on here. <laughs> I, I know. Maybe, maybe you should yeah. be hosting, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, going along with the cast, we've got Garrett Graham playing Franklin um, Sherman. Excuse me, uh, which is uh, one oh, of my favorite so characters good. on the show. Last thing he did was uh, Cove Road. Looks like it was a movie from 2012, but he didn't really have a lot of. Uh, stuff oh nothing mm. after that uh but yeah moving right along uh playing the part of doris grossman is doris grow <laughs> yeah. uh yeah she also so, uh, does the voice of lunch lady doris from the simpsons yeah i wonder why she always uh uses her name and she was the script supervisor on the simpsons for three oh, years for uh which is which is mostly what she did she worked in uh script continuity. right i Script if you go back and listen to Simpsons uh, commentary, if you have the DVD like I did, because I'm a big Simpsons nerd, uh, yeah, they mentioned that like she was the script supervisor first, and they just thought that she was a, a real unique character with a unique voice, so they threw in the show. She does a great job for you know not being a, I, I guess a professional right. or, or at least not aspiring to be sure. like an actor. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. Doris is great. Um, then we've got Judith Ivy, who plays Eleanor Sherman. 
Uh, she is still working. She was most recently on something called The Accidental Wolf. Uh, that was a TV miniseries that lasted uh, two mm-hmm. years. Ended in 2022. Um, who else do we have that's noteworthy? Uh, Charles Napier plays uh, uh, Phillips. So uh, Gene Shalit appears very briefly for a cameo mm-hmm. as himself. I think Gene Shalit's mm-hmm. funny, so uh, I popped big when I saw him. Um but uh, Margaret Cho is in this, but I guess she she's not credited with a right. particular voice, so I guess she probably just does background mm-hmm. voices or something. But uh, my favorite, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, I as the voice of Valerie Fox was Jennifer Lean, uh, whose voice I she's got like a very distinct low husky mm-hmm. voice, and I immediately recognized it, Steve, oh, no. because do you know who she is? Something related to Star Trek, I presume. Steve, she played Kess on the first three seasons of Star Trek Voyager. Kess? Oh, my God. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure you were like, I'm sure that, I'm sure you thought there was nobody from Star Trek here, but she plays Valerie Fox, who is featured very heavily, probably has the most lines second to uh, John Lovitz in this All episode. right. And that is here the cast. Ah, oh, no. We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. Yeah, Kim. What's up? Kevin had commented that uh, you know the series is in need of mm-hmm. revival, and uh, this is probably the one that slot right into modern times. Real life has actually outdone the insanity of the parodies in the OG uh, series. That's um, true. And yeah, I, as I was watching it, I was thinking the same thing. Like this is, it feels like a show that would be written and made today, um, you know, but. Uh, I'll let you uh, get, get into uh, it. There is uh, one person that you uh, slept on, shall we say. Are you familiar with one uh, Maurice LaMarche? Uh, no. The guy played yes. Jeremy? I mean, aside from him, I'd say he's most well-known as the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't mention Futurama. I thought that's for uh, sure. I mean, of course, doing. he's good in that, too. But, I mean, everybody knows the brain, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I loved uh, the yeah. brain. Um, looks like he was also um, most recently in Rick and Morty. Oh, he's in the High on Life video game. I, ju- I was just playing that a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, that really game good. looks so interesting. Uh, what is that system for? What system is that for? I think it's on everything. I'm playing it on PC because I have like the Xbox PC Game oh, Pass, I see, I see. Uh, which is an amazing deal. <laughs> I, I, like it's ridiculous. It's like nine. It's ten bucks a month. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, look, we don't you have get access to, like tons of AAA titles. I just add on this show, buddy. So unless we're getting um, <laughs> maybe maybe you're not getting paid for it, but <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> I want my cut after this episode. Okay, Xbox, they kiss good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you slogan. ready to jump into this episode? Yeah, let's let's. Okay, we open on a wide shot of New York, featuring a pair of buildings that are no longer there. <laughs> Did you notice this was like the second time we have like a 9/11 reference, not even on purpose? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's yeah. I, I think the world uh, the Twin Towers have come up a few times mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, Oh, we do a lot of stuff from the 90s, yep. you know, so it kind of makes go. sense. Uh, so, no, I, I want to say that somehow we're 
predicting something or <laughs> I don't know. People can read into it how they want. Uh, so, okay, the sun is rising. It's morning in New York. And after a few uh, random shots of famous buildings, including the Natural History Museum and the United Nations building, we are inside the apartment of one Jay Sherman, a.k.a. The Critic. His phone rings, waking him up. He groggily answers it, and it's his mother saying she's removing Jay from their will and happy birthday. Uh, do you remember this opening uh, running gag? Yeah, I do. I do remember. Man, I couldn't believe how much of the show came of this particular mm -hmm. episode. In fact, came like rushing back to me as I was watching it. But uh, uh, by the way, Steve, that guy that we were just talking about, the voice mm -hmm. of the brain, uh, Maurice mm -hmm. LaMarche and Kevin, you'll uh, might be interested in this, too. He is one of the voices in Queer Duck. Um, he's the voice of Oscar Wildcat in Queer Duck, <laughs> as is Nick Jameson, which did some uncredited voices as well in uh, the pilot episode of, um, uh, what are we <laughs> doing critic. here? The Critic. Uh, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> that I think Xbox is going to be uh, taking their yeah. money back for, for that mistake. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, basically this was kind of like their uh, couch gag where um, there would be a different message every morning uh, for Jay. Um, and uh, could you, I, I don't know, could you remember any of the other um, messages? I remember one time he got a call from Michael Jackson. Um, do you remember any of them? Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that does ring a bell. Mm. Um, no, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't. Like, as soon as she started talking, I was like, oh, she's going to do the will thing. But, yeah. So the theme song plays. Uh, Jay puts on a toupee. He goes outside, and a pigeon steals it. Jay and his son are now at the zoo, and they see a pair of pandas that look exactly like them, and one of the pandas winks at Jay. Then Jay tries to ice skate, but the moment he steps on the ice, it breaks because he's too fat. Then they show movie clips from the coming attractions, which is Jay's show. And this is another time where they, they change the parody in the opening every time. But uh, this time it was from uh, an alien movie. And uh, when the little mouth pops out of the xenomorph, it kisses Ripley on the lips. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you remember uh, any other movie parodies off the top of your head that weren't in this episode? I feel like, and, and there's there is one in this uh, episode at the end of it, but I feel like there were a lot. I don't remember specific ones, but I feel like there were a ton of Schwarzenegger ones and Sylvester mm -hmm. Stallone uh, oh. parodies, and it was always them like starring in like a super weird. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, oh yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, is a former ballerina right. who has to you know find his way to you know, back into, I don't know. The right, yeah, something like that. Because, yeah, those movies were super popular back then. Did you ever see the episode of The Simpsons where the critic guest starred? Yes, I actually have seen that it's episode. good thing you uh, said yes. You would have been on thin ice. I didn't seek it out, but it, it just appeared. Yeah, that's a great episode. Uh, and there's actually another episode of The Simpsons where Jay is in the background. He's in a uh, mental institution just saying it stinks over and over again which is uh, his uh, catchphrase. So. Yeah. And it's interesting. Uh, so Ke Kevin was actually saying, you know, how uh, this show continued the Simpsons idea of the opening mm -hmm. running gag or whatever. But uh, he mentioned that like where he lives because they didn't have Internet um, and he only saw the actual movies. I'm assuming he's talking about like um, the movies like Alien and stuff for the show like years mm -hmm. later. 
So like it was that's kind of interesting that he gets like the references first and then the, the films. Nice. Um, so I don't know. All right. And basically after the, the parody of Alien, the intro ends with Jay turning off his TV and snuggling into bed. Uh, what do you think of like the critic intro and the music? Uh, it's great. I think it fits really well with the style of the show. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really liked it. I love the stupid running gag. You don't know at first that it's going right. to be a running gag, obviously. But uh, yeah, what about you? I'm, I'm sure, I bet this was right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the they show. say that the critic was supposed to be like a uh, love letter to New York. You know, like unlike The Simpsons, which takes place in sort of like a a nebulous Springfield that could be in like any state. Like you know, they planted the critic right. specifically in New York, but uh, ironically. Uh, they said their ratings in New York and other large cities was actually really low, and the show was doing really well in the Midwest. Um, so, I mean, as far as capturing sort of like the feel of uh, something that would take place in New York, I think the uh, opening theme does that uh, quite well. And, of course, it's uh, hilarious. So, And it's etched into my mind until the day I die. So how could I not like it? Uh, so, uh, the show begins, we are, uh, inside a a makeup room, uh, Doris, the aforementioned, uh, makeup lady, uh, sprays hair in a can on a very, uh, sullen looking, uh, Jay, uh, spraying his balding, like, dome, more or less. Doris asks Jay what's wrong. He says he's, uh, 36, lonely, and his hair comes out of a can. And uh, then Jay says, you know, he should just go out like on TV and let the world see who he really is, I guess, as a balding 36 year old. And then. Yeah. And this was around the time, too, when those hair in a can infomercials were like really, I mean, it's popular, the right word. Uh, I remember mostly um, hair club for men. I don't really remember the hair in a can. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, after, like, it was usually on, like, uh, midnight-ish. Oh, so, USA uh, up all because night? I used... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I used to, even as a kid, man, I used to stay up really Me late. too. That's why we're uh, here, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and basically, like, Star Trek The Next Generation would air every weeknight uh, from 11 to midnight. And then afterwards, it'd be, like, an infomercial. And I'd... So, yeah, I used to see it all the time. Or at least, like, the first few minutes mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, all right, where are we here? Doris says that the can is empty and Jay demands that she gets more. And then, uh, coming attractions, uh, hold on. I see some uh, more, uh, genius from Kevin Ball here. He says like, unlike the Simpsons, they had more painted backgrounds. And, uh, let's see. And unlike the Simpsons, uh, I can see this is why I do the, yeah. the chat. And unlike the Simpsons that I had, I think uh, painted backgrounds painted on cells, which is why they were flat shaded mm-hmm. colors. Uh, Kevin does animation. By oh, the way. all right. So uh, well, we better st- clean up our act good. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny P. Collins here in the chat. He mentioned uh, referencing back to the crossover episode with the Simpsons. Love the crossover episode with the Simpsons. And Jay at the end says, hey, and if you ever want to visit my show, and then he gets interrupted. Yeah, that yeah, Bart, be Bart that's says, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Classic that's stuff. Great. Um, so, yeah, coming attraction starts. Jay is now wearing a hat or a baseball hat that says world's greatest granny, which I guess we can just assume that Doris gave him that hat. And, right, right. Mm-hmm, and Doris. says that they will be reviewing uh, Home Alone 5. 
and uh, which is basically uh, a classic parody that I remember quite well, where uh, like the mom is on a plane and she goes, "Oh no, we left Kevin at home, and he's only 27." And they cut to Macaulay Culkin, and he's got like a uh, five o'clock shadow, and his voice is all deep, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Um, and then also they talk about a uh, rabbi PI starring, um, Arnold, uh, Schwarzenegger. And, um, there was some awesome lines in this where the guy, uh, he tries to shoot Arnold. He says, eat lead rabbi. And then Arnold goes, sorry, that's not kosher. Um, and, uh, then Jay, uh, says he's not going to, um, show him singing. And then he shows us, uh, Arnold singing and it's a uh, pretty freaking hilarious, uh, Anything to uh, comment on those two parodies? No, no, no. The parodies were great. It was one of the things I, I loved about the critic. Like, I could watch a show, an entire show, where it's just, like, the critics, you know, uh, coming attraction show with these stupid parodies. Yeah, They're if so I remember good. correctly, that is kind of mostly what season three is. It's just mostly just parodies and kind of not as much story in the background, if I remember co correctly. Probably easier to make, exactly. cheaper to make. Um, so now coming attractions ends and, uh, Jay's boss, Duke Phillips bursts into the studio, uh, demanding to know why Jay has to be so critical. Now, do you, uh, you have an idea of who Duke Phillips is based on? Uh, is it, uh, oh my God, the guy from the 18? No, no, no. Yeah. It's a real, real life you know uh, millionaire about. or billionaire. Uh, no, Ted Turner. Yeah. Ted Turner. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I can totally see yeah, it yeah. now. Yeah. So uh, I love, um, um, shoot, what was his name? The guy who voices Duke Phillips. For some reason, he always plays a racist. <laughs> it's like, can you hear a racism in his voice? Because he always gets cast as a racist. I don't know. Uh, I... <laughs> I mean, I could kind of see it, but because he probably does that same voice for racist characters. So I'm like, okay, this guy sounds yeah, a little oh, racist. 100%. <laughs> so uh, while he's like uh, giving Jay his talking to, Duke gets interviewed by People Magazine. And this is where he delivers the uh, awesome line. He says that um, he has no one to envy. He envies you having him to envy, uh, which is just a line that's. I mean, I wouldn't say it's... Yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. line. I, we have to remember that just for future use. <laughs> that yeah. should have been a weapon of mass satisfaction uh, promo there. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Uh, you know, Kevin was asking, did they actually always say uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? I know that they did sometimes, but I swear that they used a different name. Uh, now they use the real actors' names all yeah, throughout. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're episode. thinking of Ramir Wolfcastle from The Simpsons. <laughs> but no, yeah, he, they they always ragged on the the real actors, but for some reason, they never insulted the actual movies. At least in the first two seasons, it was always the sequels. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Jay then on the show coming attractions, uh, Jay then interviews a new actress, uh, Valerie Fox. Jay says he hasn't seen her latest film and she flirts with him on air and asks him to dinner and he accepts. Um, I'm, uh, I know I'm probably blazing past like a few jokes and one liners, but we'd be here all day if I mentioned all the hilarious crap yeah. that happens in the critic. Uh, this is like a very, uh, at least this episode was very like dialogue. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue, way more than like I think any other animated stuff we've uh, seen. But, you know, again, this is like kind of, uh, well, not kind of. I mean, it's 
you know, for adults. It's marketed to adults. So, yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense that there's going to be uh, more talking. So uh, Jay takes Valerie to Le- Leon Richet. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, I read that it um, loosely translates to the rich jackass. Uh, it's like a fancy restaurant where other critics and apparently Conan O'Brien uh, are dining. Uh, <laughs> and then um, they basically have dinner. And now we are back at Jay's apartment. Um, he shows Valerie his picture from when he was like, uh, he had a part on Dances with Wolves. And he says his, uh, you know, Native American named or name was Throws Like a Girl, uh, which was uh, pretty funny. And uh, then Valerie goes to leave, but uh, she changes. She pauses for a minute, to, uh, you know, and, and gives some sort of like hammy di- dialogue, saying she doesn't want to be on like the other side of the door. And then Jay asks, "What?" Uh... Uh, well, no, she says something like, "I, I thought it was actually like really oh, it well is. written." It is. What she says is, you know, she says something to the extent of, you know, "Oh, I was just thinking that, you know, this door's about to yeah, close, and you know, my life." And, you know, which is like, you know, just a great uh, metaphor. And it's actually what's going to happen. And like, you know, she says, like, my life's going to change depending on which side of the right. door. Um, How many times off. have you delivered that line to one of your dates? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Steve, I, I'm I'm going to save it. Save this slide. I'm going to put it in my, my notes. App. Right. So basically, uh, Jay invites her, uh, invites her in and then door closes and you can hear Jay asking, uh, her what she does in her movie. And she says she seduces chubby men and then kills them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, classic. Uh, the next morning. Hey, something that, something Kevin, sorry to cut you off, but something that Kevin uh, had mentioned in the chat, Kimball was that, uh, the critic is where the phrase and nothing of value was lost originated. I did uh, not know yeah, that. I didn't know that either. Like, mm, we'll have to do a little bit more. I remember him saying it, but, uh, I don't, I just don't remember what episode, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, so the next morning Jay wakes up next to Valerie and, uh, as they are kissing Jay's son, Marty shows up and, uh, and then he sort of takes him aside and he's like, hey, son, you may have noticed that there was a beautiful uh, woman in my bed. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to tell anyone. And then Jay says, no, I want you to tell everyone, especially your mother and her new um, like her new boyfriend or something like. Her yeah, trainer. that's what it is. Yeah. Her, her new trainer. But it's implied that she's with him. Right. You know? Yeah. One hundred percent. Hold on. Let me fix you there. All right. There you are. And uh, so now they are uh, street side and uh, Valerie tells Jay that she loves him and uh, Jay reciprocates. And then now we are back, presumably at Leon Richet, uh, some restaurant, and Jay dines with his actor friend, uh, Jeremy Hawk, who who would you say that Jeremy Hawk is uh, a parody of? I just wanted to say who you would think. Um, isn't it the, uh, the guy, um, I got a camera, the actor's name from Crocodile Dundee is what I'd I I'd say assumed. he's a bit of him and a bit of Mel Gibson. Cause you know, Mel Gibson is, uh, yeah. Australian. Um, but, uh, um, we also, I just wanted to say hi to Stadium Arts also in the chat. Up, Stry. Stry. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Good to have you here as always. Um, so Valerie approaches them and Jay is worried that Jeremy will steal her away. <laughs> Jeremy says that. 
women love him no matter what he does. He's even tried like not bathing. And uh, like Valerie shows up and basically just sort of, uh, you know, acknowledges him, but kind of blows him off, doesn't really do anything. And then uh, like Valerie leaves and then Jay tells Jeremy that uh, he's thinking about asking Valerie to marry him. But uh, like Jeremy freaks out and grabs Jay and then they go out on like a, a fire escape to, um, to basically drink. And Jeremy says that, uh, that you've got to slow down, um, that uh, you know, to never date an actress. Uh, anything else you remember that he possibly tells him? But that's basically the gist of it. Uh, he just tells him that, you know, he's his friend and he, that, that he's the only decent guy he's met since he moved to the right. country and he loves him. And oh, yeah, actually, I do remember something. Yeah. So he says to Jay uh, and I, I, I love you, blah, blah. And then Jay says, wow, twice yeah. in one day, because earlier <laughs> his love interest had like said that she loved right. him. So Yeah, that was uh, that was really funny. And I think it's good because it shows uh, Jay's and Jeremy's uh, relationship, which continues throughout at least the first two seasons. Um, yeah. So now we are at Jay's uh, parents' house, and um, before Jay's parents answer the door, Jay is like, uh, Valerie, there's uh, something I got to tell you. And right when they open the door, Valerie goes, oh, you're adopted. And Jay goes, well, duh. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're at, um, at dinner, and um, it's Basically, this is when uh, Jay's dad, uh, Franklin, like this is his time to shine. And he just says all this. What do you think of uh, Jay's dad? Oh, he's really funny. Uh, You know, anyone with an aloof or uh, grandparent or parent that's losing it Mm -hmm. mentally, uh, you know, uh, basically, yeah, he just says inappropriate things and or just weird random right. things. Right, that, that's what I like funny. about him. He's not as annoying as Grandpa Simpson. He's more just random, and that's what I uh, loved yeah. about him as a young lad and now, of course. And he says, uh, a peanut is neither a pea or a nut. And then Jay says uh, that his uh, dad had a stroke and then later, his mom is like, uh, that's just what we tell people to describe his personality. <laughs> yeah, to explain his yeah, personality. Yeah. Uh, so um, mom says she was thinking about uh, <laughs> giving Jay back to the orphanage. And uh, I mean, and this shows their relationship. I was, I was afraid that the pilot episode, do you remember the one where uh, Jay takes his mom onto like Oprah Winfrey or something like that? And... Uh, says that i don't know he says that he hates her or something because she's so mean to him you remember that <laughs> I don't no remember that oh one. i was no. afraid that was going to be the pilot and i'm like oh man and that just goes back to my sort of uh philosophy that you know they made um you know the critic less depressing in season two you know fox went in there and they did a little more mm. uh, retooling but anyway yeah. uh so uh, val and jay walk out in the yard uh, Jay tells <laughs> Val about the time he wet his pants at his birthday party and all the kids called him uh, Wee Wee. And Val says kids can be so cruel. And do you want to take it from there? Do you know what happens? Yeah. And then they walk up to like or past this like horse yeah. handler ranch hand. And he's like, oh, hey, Mr. Wee Wee, whatever, <laughs> you know. He calls him by the How you doing there, Wee Wee? He's a grown and man. he's like, stop it. It's like, sure thing, Mr. W. <laughs> Yeah, the Mr. W. I died 
Like I, that complete, I remember it's like, now I remember it so vividly, but I completely, it caught me completely off guard. And I just, I laughed out loud. I was watching this at work and I just, I laughed out loud. Uh, yeah. And we should mention earlier at the dinner, like the Butler refers to Jay as like, Oh, like he goes to give him like a play adopted master. What is it called? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Instead mm-hmm. of master. <laughs> Oh, uh, good stuff. Yeah, so they arrive at the horse stable, and, uh, oh, yeah, we already did that. Uh, Margo, Jay's sister, asks Val to go on a horseback ride, and Val, keep calling her Val, Valerie, I think you get it by now, listener. Uh, Val asks if Jay is coming, and he says he had a very bad experience with a horse once, and then we see his um, memory, and he remembers as a little boy I think it's the same horse master, basically, who calls him Wee Wee. Yeah. As he goes, are you sure you're under 80 pounds? And little Jay is like, um, yeah. And then he walks off frame. And then all you hear is like this, this gurgling, <laughs> splitting sound. And then a horse whining. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, like obviously, like, the, the, the horse, like, spine has been broken. <laughs> The pony. It is a pony, we should point out. It's a small right. horse, obviously. And then the horse master goes, Patches! No! And then, and this is where it gets truly brilliant. They cut back to the, uh, you know, the present. Yeah, Current and um, yeah. Val and Margo are riding their horses, and you see Patches' grave. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, like, right Oh, there. man, that's so good. So good. So, uh... Uh, Stry, uh, Stadium Arts had mentioned that he only saw one episode of The Critic when he was like mm-hmm. 10 on something called Teletoon, or I'm sorry, no, yeah, Teletoon in Canada. Mm-hmm. So he does not remember it at all. It's uh, it's good show. Oh, yeah, opinion. you gotta get caught up on the old uh, Critic, um, spoiler alert. And by the way, for those that want to watch it, I don't know how you watched it, but uh, I watched it on Crackle oh. uh, for free. Uh, they have at least the pilot episode on YouTube for free. Um, so you can... Uh, and I think I also saw it. it's on HBO Max. Nice. nice. Well, at least I will say the version on Crackle, the video is like interlaced. So you do get like some of those like weird lines. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, horizontal well, lines. So, my yeah. copy was pristine. <laughs> Uprezzed even. Yeah, I guess, look it up on YouTube, <laughs> folks. I'll, I'll look it up and drop a link or, in the chat. Or, I mean, better yet, if you're really into physical media, you can buy the DVDs. Um so uh, Margo, let's see, says she goes on a horse ride with all, or so Margo and uh, Val are riding horses. Um, she's, Margo tells uh, Valerie that she takes this ride with all of Jay's dates, and then they admit that they are just using him. But Val says she really likes Jay, and Margo says, well, <laughs> Margo says, well, well, welcome to our crappy family, which uh, was pretty funny. And uh, so Jay and Marty play Escape from the Big Apple. They're now in um, like an ice cream parlor with some arcade games. And they're playing this uh, arcade game called Escape from the Big Apple. Um, Marty's, uh, they finish and basically Marty says he's never seen Jay so happy. Jay says he's going to pretend to be sick so he doesn't have to review uh, Val's movie. Uh, He also, uh, like Marty is like, oh, isn't that lying? And he basically Jay is like, oh, you just have to learn to lie at, or at the right um, moment. And then some girls come up and uh, they they go up to Jay and they go, hey, aren't you Dustin Hoffman? And he's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, pretty hilarious. Any comments on that scene? 
No, no, I think you covered it pretty well. Uh, yeah, just good stuff. Really mm -hmm. funny. Um, and, and it's like, uh, it almost reminds me a little bit of um, Arrested Development in the sense, like, it's just like joke after joke, like bang, 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 bang. Like, it's very dense with, like, Yes, comedy. and it uh, does a good job um, progressing the plot because, you know, Jay's trying right. to get out of um, reviewing um, Valerie's new movie. Um, and uh, now we're at Jay's apartment, and Jay watches a TV on a couch. I think he's wearing, like, a, a bathrobe. And then there's a knock at the door. And it's Val. And uh, Jay says she's made him so happy. And they do an awesome parody of uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, which I'm pr was pretty popular, at least still in the uh, public zeitgeist at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you, I mean, you could do that today and people would sure, know, sure. Know the reference. But not only do they do a parody, but they, they like copy um, a lot of like the camera angles and animation mm -hmm. style. A Beauty and the Beast, like they even like had like a 3D rendered chandelier, I which I did not remember that. And I was shocked, <laughs> Sh shocked when I saw that. Uh, like this must have been like by far the most expensive uh, part of the show to animate. It's I mean, the animation's pretty good mm -hmm. regardless, but but th just um, 3D animation wasn't uh, as prominent at the time back then as it is now. So yeah, especially like in a in a cartoon right. that's like airing on TV. Right. They're you like, know? oh, we can afford three minutes of it <laughs> um so yeah all right so instead of beauty and the beast like and they're basically uh, reprising or reprising like i guess the beauty and the beast the theme and then um like there's a singing toilet and then there's a few other singing things and then at the end yeah like uh, a hand vacuum yeah he goes uh beauty and king dork and uh <laughs> valerie's like what did you say and he says, how useful is the spork? You know, those things you get from KFC? Like, I, I remember that line like it was yesterday. Yeah. So uh, uh, Kevin had mentioned an episode that I, now that he mentions it, like it's coming back in my head, maybe we should cover it next Christmas. But uh, he said that for TV, that 3D scene was groundbreaking. There was also a stop motion bit for the parody of Nightmare Before Christmas. I remember. Uh, the Nightmare Before Hanukkah. It was amazing. <laughs> Classic stuff, for sure. Um, so uh, time lapse, and now Jay lays next to Val. There's a knock at the door, and he answers it, and it's a pimply-faced like production assistant. And he's like, sorry you missed the premiere of Kiss of Death. Uh, luckily, here it is on VHS. And uh, then Jay watches the movie, and uh, then there's uh, clips, and Val is uh, terrible. So uh, Jay leaves a note for Val um, before he heads to work in the morning. Basically, he's like, if you're still here when I come back, then I know our love was real. Uh, if not, then, I mean, obviously, it was all a big fraud. And <laughs> before he leaves, he takes a Polaroid of her just <laughs> so he could prove that some, you know, attractive woman was into him. Uh, I don't know. Do you think that could be viewed as, like, you know, too skeezy uh, in 2023? I mean, I don't think so. Like, the, the, at least not the way it's played here. Like, um, I, I think it'd be fine. Like, I really think this show is quite tame mm -hmm. by, you know, you would see, like, in modern adult animation. Not, not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that, you know, this is network TV in the 90s, so there's not going to be, uh, the show's not going to, like, push the envelope, right. you know, um, in those ways. So, you know, they had to have good writing, which they do. Yes, 100%. Um, 
And by the way, for those who are watching the show live, um, I've dropped a link that goes directly to the stop motion scene that Kevin was talking about. Whoa. That episode of The Critic. So these are, these are extra goodies you get if you watch live. <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> yeah. Goodies. URLs. I call those goodies. Come on, Steve. podcast listeners. Join us live every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, when I, I sent my mom uh, a link to a video the other day, I was like, did you, uh, did you get the goodies I sent you, mother? <laughs> and she's like, what's a link? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she's like, get? <laughs> I wasn't, uh, wasn't going to go there, but okay. Uh, you're allowed to. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he takes the Polaroid and leaves, and now we're back in the makeup chair with uh, Doris. <laughs> Doris accidentally sets uh, Jay's hair on fire after... He mentions how much money he makes, and um, then she's like, uh, "Sorry, I'm union." You know, one of those kind of jokes. <laughs> and uh, now we're we're yeah. back inside uh, coming attractions, and uh, basically, uh, Jay. I mean, I wrote here Jay trashes Val's performance, and he's actually pretty. I mean, considering how he trashes other movies, he's it's constructive criticism. Exactly. Exactly. And and take it from someone who lives in Hollywood and has a lot of people who are letting them read his uh, read their scripts. Nobody wants actual constructive criticism. They just want to be told how great they are, especially not uh, sexually aggressive. Steve, what was your nickname from the last show? <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't it wasn't sexual assault, Steve. Was I it? hope not. It's been two weeks. How can I remember that? Savage. Well, because and by the way, so there was a show we did where I can't remember. It was like the creator, right? Eat of, the cat. Yeah, Savage. Uh, Savage Steve Holland. Yeah, his name is Savage Steve Holland, and uh, his nickname here, Savage here, and as a child when he kicked the kid's teeth tooth man. out, uh, and he kept it as a grown man. <laughs> Uh, he introduces himself as Savage Steven to people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, sorry for that sidebar. I mean, you, uh, please, you, you, Savage you need Steve. a name like that if you're going to uh, try to work in Hollywood. Uh, it, it's not so good if you're going to, like, initial something SS. You know, that's not... <laughs> Wait, I don't get <laughs> it. Like please that. explain it. No, no, I get it completely. I, I, I don't think YouTube would appreciate it if I explained <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Man, that almost makes me want to... Do you know... What's with people saying unalive? Have you ever heard that? You ever heard people say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. To get a, to, Because they're, they're trying to get around algorithms uh, that might... I swear. Uh, de the English language gets trashed every day. Every day, you hell. The, the, the idea is that, like, oh, you know, like, the bots that work the algorithm right. will hear the word kill, and then they won't show my video to as many people. Uh, I can... At least on the YouTube side of things, I mean, I can tell you that's not really how that works for mm -hmm. YouTube. Uh, and also... Wouldn't they just teach the bots to use look for unalive? Right, right. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, so luckily dumb. we're a podcast first and a YouTube show second, so you'll get all the the words you're not supposed to say, like suicide, yeah. kill, and I'm just gonna stop right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right, the, what a weird sidebar. Okay, so we're where are we? Okay, <laughs> all right. Jay um, constructively criticizes Val's performance. Uh, Jay returns home to find uh, Val. Like he's all right. Before he opens the door, he's like, "Please be there. Please be there." He opens the door, and she like basically bitch slaps him like several times, and uh, yeah. and says, "You fat, you bald, and even for a film critic, you're ugly." And uh, Jay uh, begs her to come back. Follows her to the airport. He's like, "There's one thing you didn't count on. I don't have any pride." <laughs> 
so he can. <laughs> so uh, he starts begging immediately. Yeah, exactly. And man, like the casting of John Lovitz for this was just oh, he's perfect. so good. So just absolutely perfect. And uh, at one point, he also says, "You know, you're gonna come back to me, like starting now, or something like that." She gets on the plane. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Now, now, now!" And then, like, time lapses, and now it's dark. And he's like, very sullenly says, "Now," uh, which is really uh, kind of sad. But um, uh, whatever, <laughs> we get to laugh at Jay's misery. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Paul said uh, in the chat, "This podcast." Uh, has suicide, talk of 9-11, and by the way, the critic. It has everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I think Kevin might be our number one fan, if I'm not mistaken. Prove me wrong, <laughs> folks. Prove me wrong. Uh, so now we are back in Jay's apartment, and uh, Marty laughs at a parody of uh, Seinfeld. Uh, Jay doesn't, and um, he says he's sitting on a mountain of rage, and he has nowhere to direct it. And then Marty pulls uh, like a pair of... Uh, tickets to the upcoming uh sylvester stallone movie and uh he says that uh, he starts describing it and basically jay doesn't even let him finish he's like to the cinema uh so basically he's gonna go and hate watch and trash the sly stallone movie and everything's okay as long as there's (laughs) as long as there's shit to rage about uh then you know you don't have to worry about the relationships in your um in your daily life. I mean, is that the, the theme of the pilot episode? Of the I, Critic? I, I, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, what did you, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that we both, um, really enjoyed, uh, this, uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what did you think uh, overall looking back on it now and uh, versus what you thought of it? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me run the bumper and then we will we will unpack that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, looking back on it, as you hell asked, I mean, this show totally holds up, I would say. Uh, much like uh, Duckman, which we reviewed, I don't know, a month or two ago. Like, it's a show that we really need now because, I mean, as you all said at the beginning, like, movies are so bad these days and it's just so sort of corporately produced that they're... <laughs> I never No, said no, no. That. That's uh, verbatim that. what you said. Uh, <laughs> you they are basically that. parodies of themselves. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like... Basically, I would say Red Letter Media is like, um, for me at least, is the critic of 2023. I mean, because they really tell it like it is and stuff. Um, but um, all the jokes still hold up. Just so, And just really good satire that, um, I mean, you know, obviously the movie parodies are, I mean, because it's weird. Like, you wouldn't think a parody about Home Alone or Alien from, you know, 1993 or 1994, whatever I said this premiered would be relevant in 2023, but they're still trying to keep these franchises alive and they're terrible at this point. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, Steve, I, I think maybe the reason why they're keeping those franchises alive, Steve, is just so that the critic will still be relevant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I mean, what else is John Lovett doing? Like get him on the horn and, you know, get me some new critic episodes. Isn't, isn't he making uh conspiracy like documentaries about oh, aliens no, he... uh, no that's yeah. dan Aykroyd. <laughs> that's dan Aykroyd. oh my god we gotta review one of his documentaries oh, one I of mean... these days in fact maybe that's what we should do next all week. right well we will i know talk... 
I saw a bat shit. I want to. Yeah, we'll talk about it uh, <laughs> off air. This sounds interesting. Uh, right. I remember I used to watch his uh, show that, um, um, what did he, he had a show in the 90s, right? A paranormal show. You remember? Um, I don't remember that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, 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 so those are my track. thoughts about the critic. <laughs> what are your thoughts, uh, Agent Yehel? Uh, yeah, I loved uh, the critic uh, as a as a teenager, and it still really holds up. In fact, I would say I probably I enjoyed it more now. I feel like I got more mm-hmm. of the jokes, and uh, I could certainly relate to them more. And his cynicism, I can relate to oh, a lot 100%, more. Oh, one hundred percent, baby. Uh, <laughs> Um, did, did you but, watch uh, the, uh, like when it was rerunning on comedy central, were you, were you watching those reruns back in the, yeah, yep, me too. Yep. Yep. Me too. Yep. I watched it there too. And yeah, uh, it's a save for me for sure. And for it to be remembered. Cause, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Better now than and before. Yep, it's a save for me as well. So I just need, there it is. Here we go. In accordance to Obscurity Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Uh, Did you notice that in the thumbnail for this episode... I have uh, Jay's looking at a screen, and on that screen is a thumbnail of our show. <laughs> and it's. Uh, and it no, says, I did not know. Oh, so we're a part of the critic now, buddy. We made it. <laughs> uh, we did it. We did it, Steve. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, I, I would say that we have like a couple of different kinds of shows that we do for Obscurity Now. We've got stuff that we've never seen before. And then we've got stuff that we know is great that no one talks about anymore. And that's like the critic. And we definitely want more people to go back and watch the critics. So maybe someday before John Lovitz <laughs> dies horribly, unalives himself. Uh, <laughs> unalives yeah. himself. Yes, Steve, please think, think, right. of, the think of the algorithm is what you mean to say. Um, then, um, you know, maybe we'll get more episodes of the critic. Um, but uh, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Um, yeah. um, did you have something to add? <laughs> no, 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 mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, I just want to make sure this podcast stays uh, alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, no, it's a great show. Love it is perfect. Uh, I Kevin had um, written earlier in the chat that uh, the part was written uh, that he read that they wrote this part specifically for mm-hmm. John Lovitz. Nice. Um, so. Uh, if, if that's the case, I could totally see it. Cause man, it just, it feels like John right. Lovitz, right. And if you want more love, it slash obscurity now content, make sure you check out our brave little toaster review. So, cause there's some sweet love. It's action in there as well. All right. So, uh, is that it? Is that our show? Are we okay? Well, man, what a nice here. active chat. Thank you all for, uh, showing up before y'all yes. go. I have to tell you about, the last nine days of the Escape to Earth uh, Kickstarter, which is the comic book that I created. This is actually uh, issue two. If you like uh, high action and high adventure and dinosaurs, it is definitely uh, the comic book for you. 
And uh, if not, then uh, maybe you could uh, read it and make fun of it. I mean, whatever. You know, <laughs> as long as I get your, your pledge, your money, I, I, could, I could go either way. It's all good. Uh, so we're going to play a um, promo for that. And then we will see you next Sunday where we may or may not be discussing a Dan Aykroyd documentary about reptilians or what, what's his thing? What's his ghosts? Uh, aliens is how I remember that he like, uh, believes in aliens. But the thing was like, he had like this, the documentary I saw it from what I remember, he was just real weird and full of conspiracy theories. And like, you know how he has that crystal skull mm-hmm, vodka mm-hmm. company. I, if I remember right, he was like kind of like had bottles of that around <laughs> or something or was peddling it in some way. I may be wrong, but I feel like he was peddling that in nice, some way. Nice, nice. All right. Well, we'll see you next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. I'll see you next week. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, zero thief, on this empty backwoods planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Come on, loose. Cut me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Issue 2, crowdfunding now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.